2: You're listening to U105 of the Best, a roundup of the top chat, interviews, and news stories from the past week on Northern Ireland's best mix, U105. Things got quizzical on Breakfast this week when Morris and Denise discussed the top 10 greatest television quiz show moments and discussed and dissected the duplicitous tactics displayed in a classic episode of Golden Balls. So, um,
3: the UK's most popular game show, Moments. its a list has been released. Literally, oh. it's just been released this morning. Okay. Um, and at number one... What do you think the most popular game show moment was? It's, you know, it's, it was it was certainly notable and memorable, but it may not have been like the most. Ex- well, it was exciting, but well, what do you think?
4: Would it be the first time somebody won a million? No. Yes. Or is that the first, is yes. that number? Because she came to my head. Judith something, wasn't she called?
3: Did she you came? see this email? And no, point no, no,
4: no, no. I didn't actually see that. I was going to, I was thinking of uh, Les Dennis and Family Fortunes because he was really good doing that. But the, if, if you're talking about the biggest moment, it was everywhere. It was front page news,
3: wasn't it? Number two, the cleverest split on Golden Balls. Now, I, I never watched Golden Balls. It's golden Balls? Jasper Carrot. Do you remember, it was Jasper Carrot was the host, and it was these big Golden Balls. I
4: thought that was David Beckham, Golden
3: yes. Balls. So I don't know what the cleverest split on Golden Balls was, because I never watched it, so I don't know. It's that's not that's like number... somebody
4: doing the splits.
3: So that's number two. Right. So, and it's like... So I wonder why I mean, it's, 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 it's well up there in the most memorable moments. so it must have been a pretty iconic moment in game show history so if anyone knows what the split is in Golden Balls and what the cleverest split would mean okay right at number three it's Fanny Schmeler in the chase <laughs> no, Schmeler Fanny <laughs> Schmeler I'm going to laugh because I'm thinking of Bradley Mosterous. Yes, it's, uh, the
4: second name is pronounced Schmeller Schmeller
3: alright <laughs> ah, okay that's
4: why it's funny
3: okay that's, okay. <laughs> I, 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 think I might have seen a clip of that actually. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at number four, it's come dine with me, and you won, Jane Oh, oh! So Jane winning come down with me. Why is that memorable?
4: This guy, he just loses it, and he just, he, he just completely. Right. Oh, he, he, he was, wasn't a bad loser. Like, yeah, very bad loser. Just uh, enjoy your, enjoy your money. Hope you're, hope you're happy with your money. It was just
3: horrible. At joint number four, another golden balls moment: stealing forty k off their contestant. I have to watch this Golden Dance. I
4: don't
3: know. Um, and at number five, Mark Labbett walks off the set of The Chase. That's
4: the beast. Was he? That's the beast. Yeah, he gets. He doesn't like being beaten. Have you ever noticed when he's on? If he's beaten at all, he does not like that. All right.
3: No. And next up is uh, the coughing cheating scandal on Who Wants to Be a oh, I yes, remember that, of course. Yes. Yes. Uh, we'll finish the top ten at number eight. Dick Tingler on the Chase <laughs> seems to be a bit of a pattern <laughs> here. <laughs> At number nine, Tipping Point, the quickest 10,000 win ever on Tipping Point. Uh-huh. And at number 10, Dealer No Deal, the contestant who won 250k on Dealer No oh, Deal. Yeah. So I'll we'll have to find out what the cleverest split on Golden Balls was. Yeah. So the Golden Balls thing. Okay. So at the end of Golden Balls, there's two contestants, right? They've got a big pot of prize money. Uh-huh. And basically, they have. there's two balls. There's split or steal inside a ball, right? Right. And they have to look at the ball and see what all the balls are, right? So there's splits and steals. Okay. If they both... St- Choose steal, so they have to to pick a ball at the end. Yeah. If they both be greedy and choose steal to steal the money, Uh they both get nothing. Because if one of them chooses steal and the other one chooses split, Uh the one who chooses steal gets the money.
4: Oh, okay.
3: Right. Or. They can both choose split and split the money, yeah. but the, the, the point is, if somebody steals it, they get all the money. If they split it, they get half the money. Yeah. So that's the quandary. What do they do? Uh-huh. Right. And so the reason it was number two uh, of apparently uh, on the list of the most iconic UK game show moments yeah. is because one of the guys forced the other guy to take split. So he basically said, "Look, I'm going to steal, uh-huh. right? but you choose split." And the guy goes, well, why would I do that? He says, I guarantee I will give you half the money after the show.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Okay. So the guy goes, well, I, just, just say you don't. He says, no, I will. I will give you. I will. I promise oh, I will. Ah, okay. but, but it's all a bit of a thing. Good on you. Right. So, but at the end, he chose split and not steal. Uh-huh. So they both had split. So they both walked away with half the money. And everybody's so happy. He, so he was trying to sort of make sure that your other guy didn't choose steal. Because ah. he was saying, no matter what you do, I'm going to choose steal. Uh-huh. and the only way you're going to get the money is if you choose Split, I'll half it with you uh-huh. but in the end he didn't Does that make That's sense? That's
4: very clever yeah.
3: actually <laughs> It makes sense the second time so, I watched it Yeah. <laughs> so you don't leave with nothing No, so so he didn't even choose, Steve He's still yeah. Split to make sure the other guy
2: did as well so. Belfast Mela, the city's 17th annual celebration of global cultures got underway this week So Carolyn popped down to the Dark Horse on Tuesday to speak with Nisha Tandon the founder of the festival, to let everyone know what to expect from this year's events.
0: G105 Lunch, Northern Ireland's Best Mix. Um, Here we are live at the Dark Horse in Belfast. I'm just looking out at the Duke of York here. I see Willie Jack's out there, and he's hanging out with Kieran, the artist who does all the murals out in the courtyard. And I'm going to nab him later because apparently there's a brand new exhibition about to happen down here at the Dark Horse, and um, I'm going to find out all about it. But the reason why we're here is for the 17th annual Belfast Mela Festival and <laughs> Nisha Tandon, hang on, Dr. Nisha Tandon, OBE, Director of Arts Sector, founder of Mela Festival, is here. Um, and the list is getting longer and longer, Nisha. And no wonder you never stop. Welcome.
1: I know, I just <laughs> love doing what I do. I know yeah.
0: you do. The passion is <laughs> unreal. How are you feeling about the turnout this morning at the Dark Horse for the launch?
1: Absolutely delighted. The support we got today was just fantastic loved it
0: it tells me something though it tells me because over the years yes there's always been people who have shown interest certain organisations more interested than others but today the turnout from the press I mean that tells me that this is people are beginning to realize that this is a hugely important festival
1: i think it is and you have to just look around our streets and our schools and our hospitals and hospitality you know diversity is everywhere and it and especially the minority ethnic communities are growing and i think it's very important to show that with their culture they bring a lot of vibrancy and they are lovely people um, and you have to give them room to grow.
0: Yeah. You know. And you do that a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you do that people would never know about, nature, which always fascinates me um, because some people may just know about the Mela? They don't really know what Arts Act does, you know, after that or before that, you know. And you've got so much going on. And one of the the great things that you do is you bring people together. If they don't speak speak the same language, you find ways for them to communicate. For example, you bring them together through art or let's all cook together because everybody knows what food is. so We can all talk talk through food. Um, How are those initiatives going for you now? I mean, you've watched a lot of people come into the country and they need to find ways to communicate.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, as you said, arts is a tool which we use and it hasn't got any barriers, you know. Yes, there is huge language barriers between the new people who are coming and using mm-hmm. uh, our doors and, you know, using our projects, you know, being part of the projects. It is very, very easy to communicate if you can draw or if you can even do a little bit of movement of your you know like sign language yes you know is something on those lines and they just love it and the expression which comes out of their way of you know even a joy that if I say to them look let's bring a hot pot together today and we are going to sit and have our lunch in our boardroom Mm -hmm. and they just get so excited that Mm -hmm. you know the boardroom is opened for them to sit and relax and they bring small 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 little things for tasters and lay the table it's really 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 enjoyable it's not easy it's not easy because, um, obviously, I don't speak their language. Uh, but the way we communicate with each other is just... It's fascinating. Amazing. It is. Yeah. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's brilliant. Um, long may it continue. And, um, you know, look, look, let's go back to the beginning here. Because whenever you first started doing, like, the Mela, for example... Did you think that you would see 60,000 people coming out to support it? I mean, at the time, I remember, it was a small amount of people, relatively speaking.
1: Yeah, when we started in 2007, that was the first Belfast Mela in Botanic Gardens. We only had 500 people. And, uh, you know, uh, and from that, what it is today, uh, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. Amazing Mm -hmm. to see that. And it is a lot of hard work but a lot of believing in what we do as well and our education work plays a lot of important role in it. You know, we travel all over Northern Ireland and now the county border... A work is going on as well, and I think it is very important to showcase what it is all about. Um, yeah. yeah, so it is. I think that's that's all paid off with a uh, lot of people giving that respect back and mm-hmm. giving them uh, the learning, which is very important.
0: Yeah. Is there an equivalent festival in the south? Is there something similar, or is uh, there? Or is I'm thinking this is the biggest multicultural festival North and
1: Yeah, if there is, you know. So yeah. There, there isn't any Yes, uh, we are invited to go into you know south just to do mm-hmm. this mini Um and we have done six or seven of them in different parts different counties of, uh, of south uh, but I think there isn't anything and once we go and do that they are just so mesmerised oh my goodness everything under one roof yeah. you know uh-huh. um, so yeah and we're, we're very fortunate that um, we can showcase our diversity here with challenges. I'm not saying that it's not challenging enough. It is really challenging, but the support is there yeah. You know, and believing is there and the lovely
0: thing about um, the Belfast Miller which was just on the Sunday, the last Sunday of August, I mean it was that feel good feeling that you felt safe as well that people were there because they wanted to embrace people, they wanted to see different cultures they wanted to taste foods from around the world Mm -hmm. um, and that's a lovely feeling, that's a lovely safe space how do you do that over nine days? That's my question (laughs) to you now I mean the one day is hard enough to, to actually organise but nine days
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you learn from other festivals as well. There are some amazing work which is going on in Belfast scene of festivals. So you learn from them as well. And our ethos has always been that we really don't do much alcohol mm-hmm. in our uh, you know it's very family uh, that's so that you know family oriented and it's very important that the children should be learning about other cultures because they are tomorrow's future so I think that has been our key and welcoming you mm-hmm. know if if people can welcome us we welcome them mm-hmm. and I think that has been um, you know yeah. yeah
0: well tell me about this nine day what are your highlights um, because obviously you, you've, we've heard people talking about the, the colour throwing.
1: Yeah. Do you want yeah. to
0: explain what that special day is about and how you see that moving forward?
1: Yeah, it, we have celebrated that before in in uh, other small you know, in parts of Belfast and I've gone to Derry stroke London Derry as well, doing um, festival of colours, colours but this time we just thought that you know, instead of doing itty bitty things, let's do a uh- Good celebration of our Indian festival of Holi. You know, let people get their hair down and let them enjoy themselves with music and throwing of the party, which is very big in India. Yes, huge in India. But it is a spring festival. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yes. not a summer one. Yes, summer are going into autumn. You yes. know, So yeah, yeah.
0: And you know, whenever you first mention that, because people are going to think, "What is this color throwing? Um, is it going to be a mess?" I'm sure the Belfast City Council went, "What?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's no, going to clean that up? No, we have done it in yeah. Belfast. We've done it in St. George's Market. Uh, uh, so, if yeah. it's
0: contained, it's not so bad. I yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, you
1: have to have an area. Yes. So, we've done it in Woodwell Park as well. Mm-hmm. And we have done it in Alexander Park. So, we have done small yes. bits and pieces, but this is going to be huge, mm-hmm. massive. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward right. to that. It's just go mad, throw the p- colour to each yes. other and have. It's a bit of crack, as you say, it let your hair down. Yeah.
0: Um, so, if any of our listeners has ever been to the colour throw, parties. Can you let us know, um, did you love it and are you ready to go to the Colours Day here um, at um, Belfast Mela? So what else have we got to look forward to?
1: So uh, I am really, really looking forward to this Kawali uh, program you know, which is the renowned Kavali singer from uh, UK base who are coming and they've been working uh, on this project with Neil Martin and it's just going to be first time ever the Sufi music uh, of uh, India and Pakistan originated from Pakistan and then it went to Kashmir and then in India as well in Mughal period which is going to be now shown um, working with Neil Martin as I said um, on the Irish theme so these two combinations are just going to with dance oh my goodness so this is going to be just totally amazing how do people find out about this so you can go on to our website and you can get a ticket for it it's ticketed it's mm-hmm. in St Anne's Cathedral on 22nd of August um, and uh, go and get your ticket get your tickets. Uh, yeah it. because yeah it's can you buy a ticket
0: for the whole nine day, day event yes you can oh right yeah, so there's a there's a oh, whole that's a pass that gets yeah. you into everything yeah. um, and what about the um, the festival day Meloday itself um, how do people get tickets for that
1: it's again going on to our website and booking your tickets and it's all automated and you will be able to get your tickets through um, through that channel So
0: BelfastMilla.org will direct okay. you straight through, yeah, right, okay yeah. So go and have a look everybody, get your tickets sorted, is there a reduction for price? People I think are it ask is, me.
1: yeah th- it is, it's a family uh, is um 15 pounds, you know, and then there is a reduction. Right. Yeah. Okey-doke. Yeah.
0: doke. All right. Well, look, we're going to be talking to um, eutropics, who we had performed for us, weren't they? Fantastic. Oh
1: my God. I love them. Oh I just my goodness. heard them once, and I thought. Oh Yeah, that's they've got something yeah, special. So yeah. we're going to be
0: talking to them um, next hour and we're going to be talking about how they met, which I think is fascinating about the call centre. They hadn't even met each other in person, just their voices. Um, Nisha, listen, thank you so much for chatting to us. Good luck. I know that you have a lot of work to do between now and then and um, I'll be there for hopefully most of it. Uh, but thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much. OK, thank cheers. Yeah. With right, former
2: Prime Minister Liz Truss rumoured to be joining the cast of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here... Frank brought jungle fan Kim Kelly onto the phone in to see which notable Northern Irish folk could hack it on the Hit ITV show.
5: Club Tropicano from Wham. Okay, it's Tropicana, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Boris's dad did it, but Boris is not prepared to do it, even for a million quid. This is I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. Liz Truss might do it should she let me speak to a woman who was actually in the jungle she reported from the jungle for the sun a number of years ago lovely kim kelly kim good morning
6: Hello there. Let's get Liz Truss signed up in, in that jungle. What a wonderful plan. Everybody loves a Tory going in, into the jungle so that we can just hate on them and we can make them uh, be covered in grubs and bugs and rats. And it's just wonderful. It just is wonderful for us and it's really good for them too. Yeah,
5: but, pe- but, but people really despise Liz Truss. Okay, if you're a dyed-in-the-wool-blue Tory, you probably love her. But if you're trying to count up your... Personal pension, uh, she sunk it for you. So, um, should should she should she be you know getting votes from any of us?
6: Well, in in the world of PR, things move very very fast. So, honestly, Liz Truss, that was ages ago. So, I mean, it's not like she can do any more damage to to her rep. I think if I was her PR, I'd say go and do it. She could potentially win. Because people would vote to keep her in just so they could be horrible to her. And obviously, like I would imagine, I don't know this woman, but I imagine she's not some shrinking violet. She could probably ha- you know, she's been around Westminster where, you know, you could argue that there's plenty of rats there. She would be fine in there. She could hold her own. Um, I, I think she'd be good at the trials. I think it might slightly rehabilitate her in the eyes of the public because you might see, you know, another side to her. We always saw a very sort of flat side to her. She didn't seem to have very much personality. Um, Presumably she does have a personality because she must do otherwise she wouldn't have got that big job. Um, I think she'd be perfect. I think it'd be great for her and it would be great for us.
5: Yeah, it might be excellent television. Tell me, what's it like down there? It's probably a lot smaller than we imagine it to be. Talk me through it.
6: Small. Yes, so you go, now it's not a rainforest. It's kind of like a forest. So think, you know, just like any of our forests we have here. And they set up a camp in the middle of it. And it is quite basic. It's got a canopy overhead, so there's no sun. So although you're in Australia, it's winter there, of course. um, Or it's it's beginning summer. It's it's cold. Anyway, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not warm. It's not bright, bright some. so it's sort of damp and murky, and it's quite dirty. Uh, and then you've got to do all these trials, and I've done a couple of the of, of trials, and they are hideous. They're, I mean, they are rats, those trials are real. You know, mm-hmm. you're covered in rats, you're covered in grubs and bugs, and it's all very dirty and you're hungry. I mean, obviously it's great, it's great fun too, um, but actually this year, I would love to see somebody local. And I was just chatting about this the other day. You know who would be fantastic And I'm a Celebrity? Arlene Foster. And I know she is a listener to this show. Arlene. If you're listening, please go on to I'm a Celebrity. She'd be terrific. Why
5: do you think Arlene would be good?
6: Because she's great fun, um, you know, she's very sort of jolly hockey sticks and robust, you know, and she's great, and also she's really good crack, and most people don't see that side of her, and she would certainly be able to handle the politics and camp, them. I and of course she would, I just think she'd be great, I think she'd be great fun.
5: Has she a big enough profile? She probably does now that she's on GB News and people across the UK would know her big from there and also indeed from her political input here. And considering that quite a few people who end up in the jungle, we've never heard of them, her profile would probably be higher than most of them.
6: Exactly. I think, you know, um, she would, I mean, her, her profile would be up there with Liz Truss. I would love to see Arlene Foster, Liz Truss sitting around with, I don't know, somebody like, you know, Molly May on uh, Dizzy Dizzy Rascal or something, something like that. You know, It would just make great telly. And of course, they would just be voted time after time wearing those trials and I think Arlene would be really great for us I think it'd be
5: fantastic Any other locals yes. you think worthy of uh, a jaunt to Australia? For some
6: reason for some reason whenever I think of this I'm thinking dep I'm not sure why <laughs> the other person <laughs> that sprang to mind immediately was Ian Paisley Jr I think he'd be great <laughs> Of course, he does have a job. You know, he's got a job. He can't really be doing it, but he'd probably be very good
5: fun. Yeah, but he he likes an old flight across to various places. He does.
6: He's great at it. (laughs) Now, obviously, if you're a serious politician, it's probably not the thing to do at the minute, you know. But yes, I think I would love to see somebody local in it. I really would. Somebody just getting covered in bugs and worms. It'd be wonderful. Have we ever had
5: anyone from this neck of the woods in it at all? To to, to be honest, I, I don't watch it as much as I talk about it. So I, you'd have to guide me through that.
6: We tend to dip in and out of it. Nadine was in it, and she did quite well. Nadine Coyle did quite well. I'm trying to think. There's not been many from here doing it, really. I don't, I don't know That's what, whether that's because they haven't been asked or just they haven't thought of them.
5: Yeah, a couple of, couple of dubs have done it, but I'm not so sure. A
6: couple of dubs. Westlife boys' own type people have done it, of course, yes.
5: Yeah, I can't think of anyone else from Northern Ireland apart from Nadine. No, no doubt someone's going to remind us. We've forgotten about somebody. But away, away from politics, who would be good from Northern Ireland? Van would be great, wouldn't he? I'd love to see Van Morrison do it.
6: Can you imagine Van Morrison? That would be absolutely fantastic. The likes of Gloria Honeyford, although she's a little bit older now, uh, she, she'd be great. She'd too. win it. She's she'd such, win it. Such a the
5: she's nicest a... woman I've met in broadcasting. Okay, I've met some lovely women in broadcasting. But when you meet a Nikon and you realise, wow, that was that's my interpretation of Gloria Honeyford. What a woman! What a broadcaster! What a star! And when you meet her, you just realise that's why you're a winner.
6: Class act, a class act, and she would be sitting with the hair perfect and her makeup done, looking absolutely immaculate, dishing out you know all the advice to people. She would be wonderful. And of course, what about Stephen Nolan?
5: Stephen, no, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. We can't have him on every television programme. There's,
6: ba- there's, to there's bound be to
5: be real. one that he, he has to be barred from. <laughs> he, he, I tell he you would what, it he, he, would, he would do an awful gurning but about the food, wouldn't he? He just wouldn't be happy.
6: I think he'd be crying sore about it. I'm not sure that he would really laugh. I don't think he would, but, you know, I'm not sure just how good he'd be at camping. You have to be good at camping. So anybody who spent their summers, you know, 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 in rainy Donegal, would be perfect for it.
5: Yeah, that's not Stephen. Stephen and camping don't go go hand in
6: hand.
5: (laughs) I think (laughs) think he'd need palatial palatial (laughs) surroundings. What about Frank? What about you? You'd be wonderful. You on must it. be joking! I, I I'll was, tell you I what we did. That. We did a we did a like a, a local BBC one for children in need, and we all ended up in the one tent. The lovely Christine Lampard I, uh, was there, yeah. and Pamela and Johnny Hero and myself, and I'm Stephen actually here. presented the, 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 the segment. He was he was the presenter, but he wouldn't stay. He wouldn't stay in the, in the tent. But it was one of the best night crack I've ever had. We've just been reminded of someone from Northern Ireland, uh, Lemsep Optic. He did it.
6: Oh, yes, he did do it. I always forget that he's from Northern Ireland because he doesn't really sound it, of course. Yes, he was um, very good too. I think we're perfect at it. Northern Ireland people, step on it.
5: Your your suggestions are welcome, but we won't have time to air them today. Liz Truss, should she be on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here? And if she isn't, who from here should take her place? You can let us know. The lovely Kim Kelly with us on the U105 phone-in.
2: The Green Fingered Trevor Edwards came into Caroline's Bistro this week to give out his best gardening tips and to answer the listeners' burning questions on making their gardens grow better.
0: its One O Five Lunch, Northern Ireland's best mix, and it's Carol and here with our guest today, Trevor Edwards, our gardening guru. Hello, Trevor.
7: Good afternoon to you <laughs> and to our listeners. I got told off last week because we giggled so much oh, and did already, already we're giggling again. So, daddy, 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 told you you for us giggling. Oh, one of our listeners okay. you. you said you were both very giggly so anyway I said that's because we're happy chappies that's why and more so when we're in studio if we do it over the phone it's not just as good Mm -hmm. because I don't see your smiling face well I don't see yours either so um, let's get stuck in we've got plenty to talk
0: about today they've been flying in um, this afternoon so there's someone here um, I think it was Leanne who was saying that her son had bought a cactus brought it home sorry brought it home from school he was only in P4 at the time and that was 20 years ago I said I have had it all these years and have no idea what kind it is. Every year it shoots this big stalk and I'm not kidding when I say the flower grows in miles per hour. Um, Does Trevor know what it is?
7: Hi Leanne, yeah I do in fact, yes Uh, and you might be surprised to know it's not a cactus. Oh. It's actually an aloe. Uh, Aloe looks very like it but it's more water filled than what a cactus would ever be. So this is little aloe and all of those little spikes that you're seeing, if you wanted to try it just take one or two of those little, let's call it branches, take it off and just push it into a nice pot of compost and it will root again. But it is the aloe and it's the very same aloe that you use in your hair cream and your makeup and everything else, but not a cactus aloe. And dead easy to look after. And what
0: about that flower in
7: it? It's gorgeous. Uh Uh, And in fact, you can be uh, lucky if you went along to a garden centre and bought a new one, the flower would be a slightly different colour because you can get them, yours is quite an orangey colour, orangey-yellow if I can see right, uh, but you can get them in white and you get them in red. Yeah. Yeah, But it's definitely aloe.
0: Well, I have an aloe plant and whenever I burn myself or cut myself in the garden I break one of those and use the juice from it to turn, heal. So Leanne you maybe want to
7: use it as a medicine as well. Well it's sometimes known as the burn plant mm-hmm. for that very same reason and when you break off one of the leaves it's lovely and squidgy it's very oily yeah. yes. and that's what heals the burn and there you go the flesh is medicinal who knew?
0: Well Leanne didn't but you do now. Um, what about this then? Um, uh, this is um, no name on it Chris, I think maybe, Um, what do I do with my flower boxes after summer? So he's got all these beautiful flowering um, planters and he wants to know what to do whenever they're dead.
7: Okay, congratulations. You certainly have got a great show. Uh, lots of colour, lots of pots, and uh, that'll keep you a bit... Sorry, I was going to say, that would keep you busy watering, but that would be nonsense to say <laughs> this year. Gosh, we haven't had the same chores that we've had to do in I previous know. years. So anyway, uh, whatever the listener's name is, you've done a great job. And I love your cloud wall. Now, from the point of view of listeners, this is a concrete wall that someone has painted sky blue, mm-hmm. and there's painted in the wall or on the wall lovely little clouds Mm -hmm. and then all of the plants are sitting on top of it what to do? Rejoice Rejoice in what you have at the minute and keep deadheading and just keep feeding and they will flower for you probably right up to the end of October some of them, I have expanded the picture some are geraniums and some will overwinter without any problem I see... Uh, various other pelargoniums and things there. But lots of them will keep, but we'll, they'll not be frost-hardy. So you need to find somewhere sheltered, kitchen window, or if you had a be g- glass house or something, then they'll be fine, as long as you protect them from frost. But feed them, deadhead them, and you'll, you'll get performance right up to the end of October.
0: And well done on getting them together. So mm. It says here it's my first time growing them, so I have a clue. He's uh, done well for not having a clue. huh? Well done. And um, You're talking about watering... Um, Well, what about the tomatoes? Um, There's one here from, well, there's no name in it either. My tomatoes have black bottoms. Um, Due to watering, I'm told, neighbour watering, very different. Can this be
7: fixed? Um, Will it contaminate the other plants? It won't contaminate the others. It's known as bottom end rot, uh, blossom end rot or bottom end rot. But uh, it's usually quite right in saying it's watering and it's actually irregular watering so it's very important with tomatoes that you water at the same time every day mm. and perhaps if the neighbour's been watering it then it's got out of its routine uh, it will not contaminate the others uh, just pick off the bad ones the real bad ones but it won't harm the others
0: Everybody's been asking why their tomatoes are not ripening quickly this year
7: Not enough sun mm. Not enough sun We were fine in June and that got them going but yeah. there's nothing ripening at the minute Fingers crossed Fingers crossed You know, I've been watching a forecast right up until mid next week. We'll have some rain. After that, there's a good chance we're going to get a high. So once you get some sunshine, they will ripen. Good. Happy days. Right. This plant is 22 years
0: old, Carolyn. I don't know what it's called. I water it about three to four times a year. A few years ago, I put some seaweed on top of the soil. It just keeps growing um, albeit very
7: slowly, um, Jeff wants to know first of all what it is and what would he do with it. Hi, Jeff. You've got a Dracaena marginata, Dracaena marginata, and in sort of the South Americas and whatnot. This would be an outdoor plant, but it's indoor for us, and it's a brilliant indoor plant. And uh, the good news is, it will stand cutting. So you've got one that's taller than the picture there, the picture on the wall. And literally, all you've got to do is chop that near the base and then take what you've taken away. You've got about five feet of stem there. Cut that into logs and put them in fresh compost. And there's a very, very good chance that each of those will root and give you another plant that you can then pass on. But it is Dracaena marginata, uh, very tolerant of low light conditions and I'm charmed and thrilled that you only to have to water it three to four times per year because they are known to be a drought tolerant plant. But anyway, lovely plant and it's getting a wee bit unruly. If Where you would want. you cut it? Oh I would I would leave the shorter ones and take away there's at least two very tall ones. I would cut those right down to the to the to the trunk. Let's call it the trunk. Mm. And then cut those into logs about three inches long. Pop them in compost; you'd be surprised.
0: Great, okay. So, good luck with that, Jeff. Want to see the results? Um, all right, this one has come in um, from Jim and Glen Gormley. Um, can you ask Trevor what is this weed? It's growing all over my sister-in-law's garden,
7: and what will kill it? What is it? Okay, uh, it's a, this is a photograph of a very nice bit of, if, if you can say, uh, fungi is nice. It's a bit of very, very black fungi, which I suspect has been placed where it is for the photograph because it's sitting on a nice set of tiles, yes. floor tiles. I suspect he's pulled it out from the lawn or somewhere else and brought it inside for the photo. It is actually a patch. Now, you normally get it in the lawn and it comes into the lawn at this time of year, if it's wet. And really what it is, it's just a fungi. Um, if you were using some of the good proprietary lawn feeds, regular feeding of your lawn will help prevent fusarium patch. Mm. The other thing is that once we get closer to autumn... Autumn fertilizer will also help eradicate it. It's Fusarium patch. Just use a good lawn weed and feed, and it should get rid of it. You could also try a bit of local feed with a liquid liquid. Uh, no, I don't mean like Let me start again. You could try a little lawn weed killer. On the actual fungi And that is a good chance to will eradicate it It's not doing a big lot of harm Except it's stopping Your grass coming through mm. Get a healthy lawn Well drained And you will avoid it Spike around it Where there's sort of Water holding mm-hmm. Spike it and let the water away
2: okay. Johnny and Linda strolled down memory lane Took them back to the video shop This week Making sure the film you picked Was everyone's cup of tea And the mechanics of the VHS They also laughed their way Through the joys Of all inclusive holidays
8: Right, what do you want I mean- the, so I was looking on want? the, and what do you? <laughs> It is like our house, isn't it? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was looking at this thing about this, this lady who faced felony charges. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of felony, but it's big. It's crane, Felony it's charges. And she forgot to return her Sabrina the Teenage Witch VHS tape
9: 20 years ago. Hold on, she got a VHS tape out of Sabrina. Didn't charge it. Now somebody's looking for it twenty years later. Who owned it? Our party. He's like, he's like that. See, so you get anything off him. Get a call at four in the morning. Six months later, where's that? Uh, where's that tape I lent you? I'm just going to throw my tapes.
8: <laughs> oh, but this is the thing. If you lend someone something like that, you'd fairly expect it back. But if you're in the shop... A shop? It's one of the shops. Is the shop still going? I don't know. But, well, it must be it must be still going. Because do you remember where you would bring... You would go, and it was it was a whole evening... And it was brilliant going to the VHS, the video, the video shop.
9: Hold on, listen. Kids nowadays think it's frustrating flicking through Netflix. You no, know, you put well, we'll watch. But on Netflix, and uh-huh. an earlier they're going, "There's nothing to watch. Nothing to watch. Right. watch. Nothing No, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. I love it. Listen, you should have seen it in the week. I was going to say the corner shop. There was always somebody's house <laughs> doing videos. <laughs> <laughs> and well, we'll bring that one back. Oh, no matter what we're going to bring back, they're going to gurn about it, you know. And <laughs> we'll bring that, Rocky. How many times you want? <laughs> I've seen that one, that's a bad copy <laughs> There's a man walking in front of the screen and
8: all. You can hear them talking <laughs> But whenever you used to go to the actual shops that did the video it was a whole night I, I thought it was brilliant I used to love it
9: I used But to you had to try and anticipate who, what everybody in the house wanted because you couldn't phone them No You know do you want to watch, you know, uh, The Exorcist? I, mean, I can't bring that in the
8: art house. And the thing is, if you weren't over early enough, even if you had decided on a movie, by the time you got there, there was only four copies of it in the whole shop. No,
9: but that, but that was 10, the thing. By the people. time you stood and argued, there's people behind you just going, give us that one and give us that one. <laughs> and then, you're taking that long, The Chinese is cool. <laughs> I told your mom I should have got the Chinese on the way home no. And then but you, no. You, end, you end up getting home shame faced, you know, because everybody's sitting. I've just got your Chinese warmed and all ready, ready to watch. And you go in there like your face to your boots. Good, Police Academy 6. <laughs> you got what? <laughs> the first one was the best one and it was rubbish. It was a whole, you had to try and think, please the whole house. Uh, <laughs> and then it was. I'm going out, I'm not watching that. I'm going to that pub.
8: <laughs> and that was only my mum.
9: Excuse me. You've driven me out of this house <laughs> with a bad video. Uh, uh,
8: oh, that was funny. So, but and the thing is about bringing them back because you had them for either the long weekend or you had them just for overnight, and you had to be. A bonnet and bring them back. And some people were, and we weren't. <laughs> we weren't.
9: No, it was like, because you'd talk somebody, and usually our Paul, our Paul, so video, yeah, Paul, soon you're going to the video shop, bring them um, couple back with you. <laughs> and then he'd come back raging. <laughs> They're a week overdue! <laughs> and they charged me a fiver. <laughs> and they weren't rewound. It was 25p each. What did you get? I couldn't have no money to get anything.
8: And sometimes if you kept it out too long because you, you thought someone else had brought it back, you got barred. So to go to the video shop again, you had to steal somebody else's card.
9: Uh, lend your card. No! the video shop. No. I'm barred from it. Imagine <laughs> being barred from the video shop. Uh,
8: uh, and then sometimes you thought you brought it back and there it was down the side of the sofa no, six I know, months listen, later. Listen,
9: I... We moved house and I found, a, like, a copy of The Godfather. I don't even know what... 20 years ago from <laughs> version <Extivation. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> On the Lisbon Road.
8: Uh, uh, the thing is... You really didn't. I, I know younger ones won't believe this, but you really didn't want to get barred because that was your, uh-huh. that was your, your thing, one thing at the end of the week. Where, so you did have to definitely take somebody go else's Go and get heart. a video. Go yeah. and
9: get a video. But it was, you were out all night trying to pick one. <laughs> and it was that gamble of, right, we've spent our time picking one. They better not say a word. There better not be a word said about this. When we come in, the better of smiles in their faces. So then you come in and out, you know, well, we've got E.T. <laughs> 40 years old. <laughs> you know, it's, it was like you'd even get one everybody would seen before if they liked it, you know, yeah. just to try and yeah. keep the peace. Yeah. Or oh, you'd come home and then, you know, like, you'd just come home with something. Say, for instance, you'd just say, "Terror, at, terror at the Tars or something. Yeah. Who's in it? <laughs> don't like him. Don't like him. <laughs> Never heard of it. Huh? Where Where is it set? <laughs> to Mexico, After, I don't like films in Mexico. <laughs> my, my, my dad didn't like any films in the heat. He wouldn't watch a film that was done in sunshine. I'm not watching that. Anyway, yes, I've got to tell you about... Um, this is, I love people with a bit of wit, you know. Uh-huh. This was a sign. Do you know where you get... Um, this is a... What do you call it? neighbourhood watch area Uh you know you see those up in in various neighbourhoods this is a neighbourhood watch area well it was in England, this is in Leicestershire and the police had a sign up you know, just to warn people and it said uh, check your home is secure please be aware that buglers may be operating in this area (laughs) obviously meant to say burglars right, you know so, this <laughs> sign went up. <laughs> this sign went up, and the next day on social media, there's this guy, a film of this guy, and he's running at night with a mask on, just running beneath the sign, playing a bugle at three in the morning. <laughs> 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 That's the kind of pettiness I strive for. I thought that was class, you know. It is class. So, but and then it says, I, for buglery, <laughs> buglery <laughs> uh, prevention service, no. <laughs> That is brilliant, I love that.
8: That is very good. So I have one here for you. So there were a couple who, um, there, there was. do you know the way around Belfast City there's some amazing artwork yes, on the walls class. and everything, so the painters are, so um, there was this couple who came across this paint artwork on the side of a building. Now it was from a very well-known artist and it was done in the style of Picasso type thing.
9: Yeah. You know that? All upper left.
8: Uh- <laughs>
9: yes, yes.
8: No, it was Jackson Pollock. That Jackson was Pollock. Yes. He, oh, he was Dots.
9: He was Dots and Splashes. Yes. Right.
8: So it was done like that. So this couple, for some reason, thought it was an interactive exhibit and they brought their own paint <laughs>
9: and added it to it. They paint all of it. <laughs> Look at my bed. My bit better than your man's bed. Probably cost about 40 grand to get your man to do the wall class. Right, we're talking about barred out of the video shop. <coughs> Big Gazza in Lisburn says, my ex-wife was barred out of the sunbed shop. Whoa! <laughs> it's one of those. What colour cr- are you, missus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the Uppaloopies. <laughs> yes. Stephen and Border says, I asked the video guy, can I have Batman forever? And he says, no, you can have it for the weekend like everybody else. <laughs> Joe, uh. so when he spelled fast, says I got a Betamax video player from Sams German in 1981. It was 320 pound then. Holy Whoa! Shit. I know the technology now. Oh. I mean, for 320 quid now, you get mm-hmm. you know the highest of high tech. Yeah, yeah. For a Betamax, we got to meet Betamax as well. Mm-hmm. Dear mm-hmm. me,
8: the, the tapes were the size of
9: <clears throat> I know whole halfers tip's the size of a cornflake box. <laughs> what?
8: <laughs> what?
9: <laughs> and then, it, you know, the, the tip would go funny, and then you try to pull it out, and it's yeah. all stuck and in the innards and all. Uh, make it but it it's was. all crinkly and all, and you go, oh, so I'm not rewinding that. I didn't get it. <laughs> who, who got that out? Ah, it's on your card. Uh, no. no, it nice. used to be a whole thing just going to get a tape to watch, yeah. and then, as I say, by the time you decided, um, the, the household might have rejected it anyway.
8: Yeah. I remember when we got the VHS, and so we're playing the VHS tapes.
9: What? Hold on, and four men carried it in. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the weight of them. Now no. no, no. you can like, play videos on your phone. No, you no. be four men carrying. Give VHS. <laughs>
8: Set <laughs> it over there son. clunk <laughs> but then I remember that uh, they came up with do you remember you could do something to your remote and it went long player so a 4R tape became an 8R tape yes and I remember sitting looking at it and going but how does that work how, how does that how do, I still don't know how that works
9: it just made the tape move at half the speed but what did so it you got did it double stretch the, material. the no it just moved more slowly
8: but th- I don't know un- I don't understand how they did it
9: Right, okay, for instance, I'm going to show you this. So, for instance, that's a second of tape. Right, I'm doing that about about six inches, right? Yes. So, in the long player, then that becomes a second of tape. Half of that. So you get twice the recording in.
8: No, you, maybe I go funny. No.
9: (laughs) I'm trying to, how can we uh, (laughs) explain that in your terms? Mm -hmm. Um, Long play and slow play and... Mm. mm, Uh, I don't mm. understand. Right, uh, oh, I um, thought you were giving me an example. No, I'm, tra- I'm trying to think. <laughs> I thought you were... Normal plays like pouring a drink in the wee juice glass, right? Right. And long plays a paint glass. Is that okay? No. No, dear. right. No. Okay.
8: No. Anyway, forget about it. I never got it then and I still I still don't get it, but...
9: <laughs> Brian, Brian and Bolly says. <laughs> My mate was barred from the all-inclusive bar in Spain on holiday. (laughs) (laughs) The all-inclusive, then they say, "Drink what you want." They, 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 no, they think they're dealing for Spanish people and all who might have a mild aperitif before dinner. Not people getting up at nine in the morning. Fat yeah! And then <laughs> listen, go to their dinner but twenty four beers.
8: Listen, you're talking about this. My mommy and her friend Kathleen went to Lanzarote a few years ago, and we were spoke, speaking about this yesterday. And they it was an all inclusive. Yeah. But they closed the bar at nine.
9: No, <laughs> no good in my ma. So,
8: so, 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 <laughs> so they they and the other people there had a sit in, and the police were called. <laughs>
9: <laughs> I remember in my time it was one of the, one of the early all-inclusives to close the bar tonight but when you did get a drink you got a glass and you weren't to get another drink That's you right. had to use the same glass all night yes.
8: so you couldn't get two glasses when the Ah, you the couldn't get two drinks in. or anything no, no. No. Ah. unbelievable
9: uh, I know uh, the, the things man, I got away with years ago My man in the middle of a protest in Spain <laughs> <laughs> pillars and all <sighs> Anyway, when are you destroying your own show?
2: You've ruined mine again. So,
8: Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 7 o'clock until 12.
9: Right, aye, thank you.
8: All right, bye-bye.
2: Thanks for listening to this week's U105 of the best. For all this and more, tune in weekdays on FM, on DAB, on our free app and on your smart speakers for Northern Ireland's best mix, U105. Sick of being upsold at gyms?